L-A-U-G-H-F-I-R-M-A-T-I-O-N-S, laughformations.com. L-A-U-G-H-F-I-R-M-A-T-I-O-N-S, laughformations.com. Love to laugh? Go to laughformations.com for more information. Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I'm joined by special guest, Jean Markley. She is the co-creator of the stress management program, Foods, Moods, and You, The Stress Factor. She is a certified laughter yoga leader, and she has been a line dance instructor since the year 2006. So we're going to be talking to her about how she got started in these programs and how they can help people and what she can do for you. Jean, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, Curtis, thank you so much for having me. This is really exciting to be here. I was listening to some of your podcasts, and um, I feel very privileged to be among the guests on your show. Well, it's my pleasure to have you on. Thanks to Julie Parker. Why don't you start off by telling the audience anything you might want them to know about yourself? A little bit of background. I grew up on Long Island in New York, and I am the second oldest of nine children. I have three children of my own, all girls. I have six grandchildren and seven great-grandchildren. I started losing my sight to a form of retinitis pigmentosa that used to be called atypical RP, when I was about 10 and a half years old, my very favorite thing to do up until then was read. So I was very angry that this was happening to me. And it took quite a while before I got over that. Although when I mentioned that to my parents one time, when I was probably in my 40s, I said, I was so angry. And they said, you were? because I put on a good show. I was a great little actress, just like Shirley Temple. I'll be the brave little soldier, and I will soldier on and do what I need to do. And that's what I did. Well, how did you start being a laugh yoga leader and create your stress management programs? Let's start with your laugh, laughing yoga Talk about that and explain to people what that is. Okay. I uh, heard about a program, a laughter yoga program, and they were going to be offering classes to become a certified laughter yoga leader. And I thought, boy, that sounds like fun. I listened to some of the laughter that they did, and I love to laugh. So I said, I, I just have to do this. I was living in Arizona at the time. But I just so it just so happens, God put me in New York visiting my dad, um, and my sister was there. 
the the class was in Massachusetts. My daughter lived only about an hour and a half away from where the classes were going to be in Connecticut. She lived in Connecticut. And so we all decided, okay, we're going to go, we're going to do this. And so we just all gelled together. And the la laughter yoga is a little misleading because people think, oh my gosh, I have to get down on the floor and do these, um, you know, different uh, things, you know, and no, 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 no. The only part of yoga that is in laughter yoga is breathing. Um, a Dr. Kataria started laughter yoga back in the 90s, and he did it because he wanted to help factory workers reduce their stress. So he started a laughter club in a park that was right across the street from a, from a factory. And they started off by telling jokes and telling funny stories, but it fizzled out pretty quickly. And so Dr. Kataria did a little research and learned that even fake laughter, which is what we do in laughter yoga, um, has the same benefits to your body as actual laughing at something that you find to be humorous. And, um, and some of those benefits are re reducing stress, uh, in, um, boosting your immune system, making you feel more joyful. It actually burns calories. It's good for your belly because when you do belly laughing, it really, really uses those abdominal muscles. And um, I, I mean, it just makes you feel good and it helps you to sleep better. There was a man, um, Norman Cousins wrote a book called Anatomy of an Illness. And he had a life-threatening illness that nobody pretty much knew what to do about. And he cured himself through laughter. Um, what he did was watch funny movies and just laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. So what laughter yoga does is it removes the necessity for something humorous and you just start laughing. Would, would you like me to give you a demonstration of that? Absolutely. Go right ahead. Okay. So this is one of the ways that we start uh, with, laughter, with laughing. Everybody that's in the class, and we can do this on Zoom, and that is how we have been doing it lately. It's just on Zoom. We start off by saying, okay, now everybody do what I do. And, and you can follow along with me, please, Curtis. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. He, he, he. He, he, he. Ho, ho, ho. Do it with me now. Ho, ho, ho. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, He, he, he. He, he, he. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ha, ha. And then you just keep going on from there. That's pretty that's pretty neat. I know, isn't it? And so we laugh, we play, we do a lot of childlike imagination things, like we pretend that we are at the beach. And, and all the time we're laughing, smiling, take a few moments to breathe deeply and just 
allow all of this energy to kind of flow through our bodies and allow our muscles to let go of all of the tension and stress that's in our bodies. We meditate. We do little things like we, we uh, sit in chairs and pretend that we're rowing a boat and we sing, row, row, row your boat. But we, we go, row, row, row your boat. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ho, ho, he, 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 he. Ha, 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 he. And, and then we just start doing that faster and faster. Um, and when, after you do it for a little while, you actually begin to feel maybe a little bit lightheaded. It is aerobic. So if anyone has any um, health issues that their doctors say do not do aerobic exercises right now, then you don't do laughter yoga. But most people can do it just fine. You can do it sitting down. You can do it in a wheelchair. You can do it uh, standing up and walking around. The best part for me of uh, laughter yoga is that you can do it pretty much anywhere. Like unlike many other things that are out there, it is almost like a medication. And I'm saying M-E-D-I-C-A-T-I-O-N, a medication for many things that are harming our good health. But you can't over-medicate. So, um, and you can just, anytime that you want, you can just start laughing at nothing. And then, and if there's people around you, they'll just start joining in because you can't be around people who are laughing and not laugh with them. Well, I shouldn't say you can't be, but it's, it's certainly difficult. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Now, what I have done with the laughter yoga is I have combined it with saying affirmations. I'm a very firm believer in affirmations, and that really is what has gotten me through most of my life after I did start losing my sight and and I was angry and I didn't really have any place to direct my anger. And so undirected anger becomes a form of depression. And so uh, saying affirmations has been my saving grace, we shall say. Uh, so I combine the laugh laughter yoga with the affirmations and then I started a business called Laughformations. And I do have a website. It's laughformations.com. And during my class, I do sing the, the website because it's easier to remember that way. It's L-A-U-G-H-F-I-R-M-A-T-I-O-N-S, laughformations.com. And uh, I I have been presenting the Laughformations programs for support groups, for cancer support groups, and for other, um, other groups. And the best part about now doing this on Zoom as a blind person, I don't have to concern myself with transportation. It's just right from my own living room, and I just love that. Anybody can get a group of people together on Zoom, set a date with me, 
and we can have a Laffirmations party. And that's what we will do is we will do the, we will do the Laffirmations, laughter, playing, uh, yoga, breathing, meditating. It's an hour. I do have a, a partner uh, who is my oldest daughter, Eugenia, and we do these together and we just have so much fun. Some of the things that people have said after our Laffirmations classes is, I feel so relaxed and yet energized. One woman, I mean, she just brought us to tears when she said, you have mended my heart. She said, when I came here tonight, I just was at, just at my wit's end and feeling very, torn apart. And she said, you, this, this class has mended my heart. And I can't think of any higher praise than any program could get. We are there on the website. And like I said, you can book your own Laffirmations party. You can have five people, 10 people, 20 people. 20 people is about the maximum. And you can inv invite people from all over the country, all over the world, because it's on Zoom. And it's only $50 for a one-hour program, a one-hour party. That's all it is. So <laughs> if it feels good to laugh, then why not laugh to feel good, right? That's absolutely right. And speaking of that, when you were singing that website, I just thought of a commercial, you know, like a commercial idea. Maybe you would do that three times and then at the end you would have somebody say to feel relaxed and feel better go to laughformations.com oh i love that i love that curtis thank you thank you see that's what i that's what i need is people who are more into the marketing part of it you know <laughs> we creatives we we create a lot of stuff and then don't know where to don't know how to put it somewhere that's excellent i love that idea well, tell us about your stress management program because you are the creator, the co-creator. Yes, co-creator. Yes, um, my one of my sisters and I got together, and this is back in the eighties, and uh, came up with this program called the Foods, Moods, and You, the Stress Factor. Back in the eighties, stress was the buzzword in in just about everything that was uh, going on and any kind of programs that they were in corporations and uh, I, I, just everything was about stress, 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 stress. So my sister is a nutritionist and she approached the stress problem, the stress issue from a nutritional point of view and uh, educated people on the things to eat when you are feeling very stressed and things not to eat. And one of the things not to eat when you are feeling stressed is sugar. And that is usually when we're, I don't know about you, but when I'm stressed out, that's sort of my go-to thing. Uh, and the reason for that is that sugar uses up your B vitamins and then your B vitamins is what you need to keep your brain level and focused. So that was that was one of the things that we covered. And then I talked about the kinds of thinking that we do that cause stress, like all or nothing thinking when we say things like, oh, I always do that the wrong way. I never get that right. 
and and shooting on ourselves. I should have known better than to do that. I I I I should know how to how to take care of this. You should know what I'm thinking and what I need and what I'm feeling. And so that causes a lot of stress. And that is just all in our heads. It's just all in our language. It's not even 100% real. And but the the part of the program that I did that took off into a whole different direction, well, not a different direction, but all by itself was the worry part of the program. I came up with a plan, a um, steps to teach people how to stop worrying. And when I was researching this uh, back in the early 80s, I have to tell you, I actually read something in a book that said, if you want to stop worrying, just visualize a stop sign and stop worrying. Like that really works, especially when the worry is in a time of of a crisis, whether it's a true crisis or a perceived crisis, you just become obsessive about worrying. And one of the things that I would have people do is take a paperclip. I would hand out paperclips to everybody. And I it's a metal paperclip. I would say, now I want you to move this paperclip around until it breaks. I want to just keep bending it back and forth until it breaks. And they would do that. And I would say, according to the dictionary, what you just did to that paperclip is called worrying the paperclip because you didn't stop focusing on what you were doing until it broke. And that's what happens when we worry. We worry and worry and worry, and we can just break down. Um, We're using all of our energy for that. We can't attend to other things. And so I would teach people how to stop worrying by using visualization, but not a stop sign I would have people visualize what they would prefer the outcome to be. And an example that I gave is um, my daughter was late coming home from work. She was just in high school, maybe 17 years old. And she was the assistant manager at a KFC, which back at that time they called it Kentucky Fried Chicken because you could still use the word fried back in those days. And uh, there was a horrible rainstorm and she was late. And I just started visualizing all kinds of horrible things that, you know, she was in an accident. And as soon as I did that, my stomach was all in knots. I felt nauseous. I, I just, I, I, I couldn't sit still. And I thought, oh, this is a good time to use my worry program. And so I started visualizing what I wanted to happen. And what I wanted to happen was to hear her car pulling in the driveway and her closing the door and of the car and then coming in the back door. So every time I started visualizing the bad thing, the negative thing, her having an accident, I would immediately start visualizing all of the sights and sounds that came along with her pulling in the driveway and um, coming into the house. And when she did get home, um, I was not at my wits end with worry. 
I was happy to see her come home. She apologized for not being able to call, but she didn't want to pull over anywhere to call. Again, that's when I had to go find a payphone. And it was 11 o'clock at night. She didn't want to just go into a 7-Eleven or a bar or anything. She just wanted to stay in her car. She had to pull off the road at one point because it was raining so hard. She couldn't even see where she was going. So we hugged each other. We were happy that she got home safe and sound and it worked out very well. So that's that's my Worry Shmurry program in a nutshell. And that's what I call it now is Worry Shmurry coming from New York. <laughs> and uh, and so I, I have done that. All. I've presented that program all over the country. And I, and I still do it now, but not as much as I do the Laffirmations because the Laffirmations also can take care of a lot of worry stuff. Between the Laffirmations, um, the laughter and the affirmations, that can handle a lot of stuff that we worry about. So what, what made you decide to change it from foods, moods, and you, the stress factor to worry shmurry? Well, um, geographics, actually, my sister had uh, moved off Long Island to upstate New York. I moved from Long Island to North Carolina. And then um, my husband and I started, when, I, when he retired, started traveling around the country in an RV. And so I would contact different places, mostly Unity Churches. Uh, and when we were going to be in that area, I would schedule a, a program. And I, I didn't feel qualified to do the nutrition part of it because if people asked me questions, I wouldn't be able to answer them. And when my sister and I were doing the Foods, Moods, and You program, most people told me either after weeks after or months after when I would see them again or after the program itself was over and they would say, oh, thank you so much. I am a worrier and I just don't know what, I didn't know, ever know what to do about it. This has been such a big help to me. So I, I saw that that was what people were needing was the, a, a way to stop worrying that was practical where you also a line dancer and you've been doing that since around 2006. Explain to everyone who might not know what line dancing is and how you do that, because I think you also do that over Zoom, correct? Yes. Explain um, that to people. Sure. Well, why, when we were RVing um, and we were in Arizona, uh, one of my we were staying in an RV park and one of my neighbors there said, would you like to go line dancing? I'll, you know, we, I'll drive you over there. I said, sure. Well, line dancing is like what it says. You don't have a partner. You're dancing by yourself and you're dancing in a line. And so there are steps that you learn to different songs and the steps you might go to the right a little bit and then go to the left. You might go forward and do a little kick. You might come back, do a clap. Uh, I mean, there's so, so, so many steps and it's, it's all to music. I think it may have started with becoming really popular with country. Um, if anybody has seen Saturday Night Fever, when John Travolta was doing that disco, that dance to the disco music of Saturday, you know, 
whatever that music was. I don't remember now. But a lot of people started doing it, and they were all doing the same thing. That was a form of line dancing. That is line dancing. And maybe back in the 60s and the early 70s, when you went to weddings and the MC of the band would get everybody up doing the alley cat, that is a line dance. Perhaps when, when I was in junior high, the principal would always get us up at a dance to do the bunny hop. <laughs> so that's a kind of a line dance. Very, very simplified line dance. So I enjoyed it. And, and I am blind. I, I do still have some residual uh, peripheral vision. And so the instructor, if I didn't understand what she was saying, she would come and stand right next to me. And I could see her nice, clean, white sneakers contrasted on the dark gray floor. And she would say, just watch my feet. And she would do it right next to me, whatever the step was. And so I would learn it like that. And then a few years later, I was asked to teach a dance at one of the all-day line dance parties that we had. I think I taught two or three dances. And I said, oh, my gosh, I love this. I love teaching. And so that kind of got me started on the teaching. And now I teach at Right now, with the pandemic, I'm teaching only at one venue, which is a community center in my town. I teach two classes there. I teach one class on a Tuesday night on Zoom, uh, 45 minutes beginner and 45 minutes of high beginner. It's, it's a little bit more advanced, so we do that on Zoom. And soon, I am hoping that I will be back at the library teaching there. Uh, we're supposed to start in October, but you know, who knows right now whether we'll do that or not. Line dancing is great exercise. It's another place that I can have a lot of fun. Uh, we laugh a lot. When somebody makes a mistake, we don't care. We just laugh because, you know, I tell them, I, I can't see what you're doing. <laughs> so don't feel like don't feel like you're going to get a bad report card or something. Just laugh it off. We dance in the, in the cooler weather here in Florida. We dance uh, down at the Riverwalk every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock in the morning. We just go down there and dance for an hour. There's about 10 or 15 of us that, that meet there. We have gone to uh, assisted living facilities and danced for the residents of the facilities uh, just for a little entertainment. And it's, we, we just have fun. In AARP magazine several years ago, there was an article about how dancing is good for your health, not just your physical health, but your mental health. Line dancing, you are moving your body and you are remembering the steps. And uh, so you got a couple of different things going on at the same time. And it's, um, it, it's, it's very, very good exercise. I usually do teach three or four dances in an hour class. So we are dancing almost the entire time. We take a break to get a little drink of water and then dance some more. So your audience, are they all sighted? And if a blind person does take your line dancing class, are you descriptive enough to show them what to do? Yes, I do have, um, I do have a couple of blind 
uh, students in my line dance classes. And that's only been recent. Uh, most, of, most of my students are sighted. And so sometimes when they can't quite get the step, I will say, you can see my feet, right? <laughs> do what I do. <laughs> so, and we all laugh about it, but yeah, I have, uh, I have a few. In fact, I did teach a couple of classes on ACB, a community events, you know, that um, there was line dancing that was going on up until the beginning of the summer. And the, that instructor asked me if I would uh, teach um, a class for her because she couldn't make it, so I did. And I had never taught all blind people before. And then I thought, well, for crying out loud, Jean, <laughs> you're blind. You learned how to do it. You can certainly teach it to another blind person. So I did. And then when those classes ended, uh, some of them came over to my uh, Tuesday night class um, on Zoom. Do you have any upcoming projects that you're working on with Laffirmation or anything like that? Any other stuff that people need to know about? Well, with Laffirmations, uh, right now I just have, I'm just doing the private parties. I'm not doing anything that's, um, that's public. I did do Laffirmations also on ACB. And I think we did that three or four months in a row. And then, um, but, you know, summertime comes along and people just have other things that they want to do. Even if, even if they're not doing anything, it's light out, it's nice out, and they don't want to be sitting in front of their computer doing a Zoom thing at seven o'clock at night. They want to be getting some fresh air, maybe taking a walk or whatever. But I will, uh, I am planning to start that up again one class a month on the ACB community calendar of events. Um, so you can just watch for those people who are signed up for that. You can just watch for that. Uh, but the, the private parties is what I am doing mostly. And um, if anybody belongs to an organization and you think that this would be a good thing for your organization, um, just please contact me and you can do that. Uh, the best way to do it, the fastest way to do it is to email me. And my email address is J-M-A-R-C-L-E-Y-H-A-H-A at gmail.com. That's jmarkleyhaha at gmail.com. And, uh, and that is the fastest way to reach me. And I will answer any of your questions and tell you how you can put together a program for your club or your organization or your family and friends, whatever you want to do. Well, I tell you, most people might not like sitting in front of their computer in the summertime at seven o'clock at night, but I do because I get to tell great stories like yours. Are you on social media or is the website the best way and the email the best way to contact you? The website and the email is definitely the best way. I do have a Laffirmations Facebook page, and I will confess, I have not taken the time to figure out how to master Facebook. It's, it is still a mystery to me. I'm 75 years old, and I just feel like, you know, I can only learn so many new things. Just And my latest learning curve is the smartphone. So... I think that's more important than Facebook at this point in time. 
What do you have? Any final thoughts before we close it out? Well, I just would like to say that um, anybody who is feeling kind of down or feeling overwhelmed, maybe um, not not finding too much joy in life, I, I would just say just laugh. If you don't want to do a Laughamations program, find something funny on, on YouTube or on Netflix or somewhere. There's just so many free things to look at uh, and to listen to that are hysterically funny. Download a funny book and just laugh. It will change your whole life. And always remember to be grateful for the things that you have. You're breathing, you're walking, you're moving, you're eating without a feed tube. I mean, there's just so many things that there are to be grateful for. And, and that would be my, my suggestion. Ha ha, ladies and gentlemen, laughamations.com. Jean, I'd like to thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you so much, Curtis, for, ha- for having me. And this was just delightful. And I'm, I'm looking forward to working with you on that little tag thing there for a commercial. Listeners, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review after listening. Android users, go to the Google Play Store and download the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast app. Ha ha. See you next time. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.